With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening to the doug gottlieb show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, broadcasting live in the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Um, who could have seen this coming? Who could have seen this coming? Well, we all should have seen it coming. I'll get to who should have seen it coming with the Patriots. In a in a moment, okay, in a moment. But I want to relate it to a, a different story, okay? The Patriots th- fall to three and four. They give up thirty three points and a loss to the Bears. That's the, one of the topics of the day. But I saw this story and I did think it was kind of related. And uh, welcome in, welcome in, uh, Dan Beyer, John Ramos, and of course uh, Jason Stewart, who uh, will appear in your dating shows as well as uh, in your. Uh, he's he's uh, he's in your head permanently. Wait till you hear our In the Bonus podcast where we go after the most annoying fans in all the sports, and you're going to be surprised at who they actually are. Um, did you see this story from Texas A&M? And like, why are you talking Texas A&M, dude? We just, we just had a Monday night game with the Patriots, and the and they did. Did you guys see the Texas A&M story with three football players? Uh, from their highly touted recruiting class being suspended. And I don't hate to, I love to say I told you so. So 
what happened? Well, it's basic Aggie stuff, right? Never go, never go full Aggie. Never go full Aggie. Where they went out, spent a ton of money, signed guys, name, image, and likeness. Totally legal. Completely legal. Spirit of the law, different, but letter of the law, legal. Now they're three and four on the season. They've lost their top two quarterbacks to injuries, three offensive linemen to injuries, but more importantly, you got three true freshmen, part of the star studded recruiting class who, whether they threw a fit, whether they stopped showing up, whether they want to leave, whatever, they're now indefinitely suspended. This is the problem. Hey, and I helped. I was trying to help alleviate this problem last year when I suggested these rules where you can't get name, image, and likeness money until you actually play for the team. Now, the biggest issue is like you're you're paying kids before you can't play freshmen in the SEC. You know, even really good ones, and hope to win. So you're only playing them because you know if we don't play them, we're going to lose them. And you want to keep them because eventually they'll be very good, but that's an eventual. But in order to compete, you got to play your veterans. You play your veterans, the young guys get mad and leave. If you play the young guys, they won't get mad. The veterans might get mad, but you're also not going to win. It's really, really hard to do. Really hard to do. Who could have seen it coming? Me. Everybody. If you didn't know, and you get people who are just, they, they, they just don't want to talk about the reality to it. They want to talk about players getting exploited and to steal from a, uh, a power five head coach who told me this in confidence, but I'm not going to tell you who said it. He didn't say this, but he said, he said like, listen, if, if, if you think that kids were treated wrong the previous 25, 30 years. Wait till you see now, because you're professionalizing college sports, and part of professionalization is not just compensation, it also means you can be fired. You think players got exploited previously? Now, total exploitation. Because now, you only sign a kid because he helps you in your five-star and your rankings, keeps keeps the boosters off your tail, right? You can sign guys. But once you're out and you're in the portal, you're out. And who knows where you're going to land next? And then they don't have to sit out so they don't actually improve. And they end up in a third school and so on and so forth. Now the exploitation truly begins. Who could have seen it coming? I don't know. Everybody. Which is the same as what we're seeing with the New England Patriots. It's We, we do this thing where we're like, well, you can only... Now, now you can see Brady. Brady won the divorce. And earlier in this year, or even the last year, you could have said, well, maybe Belichick wins the divorce because Brady had that one-year pop, and Belichick, he's been doing this for a long time. But now Belichick has a quarterback conundrum, a quandary, a quarterback competition on his hands. That's what he's got. He's got a quarterback competition on his hands. How does How is he going to handle it? But I watched the Patriots last night, and I thought, they're just like everybody else. They're searching for the next guy. One guy plays good, then the next guy play, then he plays bad, then the next guy comes in, plays good, tees you for the then the next guy comes in. And you start to realize just how much Haley's comment you had with Tom Brady. The rarity is Steve Young replacing Steve Young, uh, replacing Joe Montana. The rarity is Aaron Rodgers replacing Brett Favre. The 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 rarity is somebody as good or better. Andrew Luck replacing Peyton Manning. What's more realistic is what Indy's been through. You lose Andrew Luck before you think you're going to lose him, and then you got Jacoby Brissett, and then you try and fix it with Phillip Rivers, and then you try and fix it with Matt Ryan, and now you're going to try and fix it with a young quarterback who doesn't cost you anything, and maybe he can run around back there. Like, look, we can do with the other reality, which is this is why having an athletic quarterback, Belichick's always wanted one. He hadn't necessarily gotten one, but he's wanted one. There's There was a lot of talk of him drafting um, uh, Lamar Jackson, remember, to ultimately replace Brady, and they just didn't do it, just didn't pull the trigger. Trey Lance has been a guy. They've always talked about, man, what would it be like to be have an athletic quarterback, and they just haven't done it. And they get torched by one, a guy who runs around makes plays last night. 
Here's Bill Belichick uh, last night talking about the quarterback situation. At what point in the week did, did these guys know at the beginning of the week that this was the plan all week long, or like how did it work out with reps at practice? We went through the week. So they were aware of the situation that they were going to split reps? We went through the week of practice. Mac was inactive last week. Was there any consideration toward putting Mac Jones back into the game as the game went on, or was the decision to stick with Bailey after the third series sort of set no, in stone? No, he would have gone back in. The score got out of hand. So I didn't think that was the right thing to do. Do you see a situation where you might go one quarterback one week and one the next and have kind of a platoon situation, or are you going to start one quarterback each week? Yeah. No, I don't see that. Wait, you asked an or question, and he said no. <laughs> That's why you don't ask an or question. But Belichick's trying to say we don't have a quarterback controversy. We just have two guys we're going to play a quarterback. He's doing the Jedi mind thing. These aren't the droids you're looking for. But wait, when did you tell them last week at practice? They went through practice. He's he's doing the you aren't these aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids you're looking for. You know, those aren't the droids you're looking for. Move along. Move along. What do you think he means there, Jay Stu? He's just trying. I mean. He, in, in an effort to say nothing, he's saying nothing, leaving everything ambiguous. I mean, I think we we all can see it, but what do you think Belichick's actually saying there? I think he's attempting to um, get the reporters to stop asking the question, but they they persisted. So he gave them something that could be uh, left open, like an open interpretation answer. Um, <coughs> that's... Um, yeah, I I would pretty much agree with that one. Yeah, he I, I'm gonna I could say nothing, but I'm gonna say nothing in an artful way in which maybe you can determine a way to pick holes in me saying nothing. Dan Byer, um, it does feel like that. I mean, right? Like this is no different than where you thought your Seahawks were to start the year, and they still maybe in that place as Geno's playing out of his mind. But it it feels like it feels like they put the Patriots in general pop. Right, you lose Tom Brady, and you think you got a quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback. He takes you to the playoffs. Like now, you're back in general pop, looking for the next guy, just like the rest of us. Yeah, you know the thing that I wonder is because Mac Jones had the, I believe the practice reps throughout the week. Um, I I don't think that it was probably a fifty fifty split. I don't know why you would do that. Um, so to have Mac Jones likely take those reps and then only play three series. Um, and then be replaced is just something that I'm still scratching my head around. But yeah, I think he, I, I think he said a lot of a lot of nothing there. But I do think that there are questions about Mac Jones and turning the football over is the ultimate sin. And say what you will, but he didn't play a snap after he threw that interception. Did not play an, a snap after he, after he threw a pick. Now they were going to do the, probably the same to uh, like Zappy, who threw two picks in the second half, uh, but. You know, you know, the big thing you got to do, and this is a hard one, is you, you guys can't play scared. You know, you can't play worrying about the next inter- worrying about the next interception, holding the football. That's what happens to other quarterbacks is they they start thinking and pumping and double clutching and holding on to the ball, and that's sure. a hard one too. And and I don't think that what you want to do, um, yeah, I I don't believe a word that he's saying at all. I I don't I, I don't believe it. But you can't take Zappy out again, and then now all of a sudden you're going. Now now everybody is wondering what's going on, and you now are telling a quarterback, if you turn the ball over once, you're going to be pulled. And I don't think that that was, you know, that's what you want. You don't want your quarterback to wonder if he's going to make the next step, uh, make the next snap based on that bad decision that he may make. Then you're just, I mean, you're killing his confidence and he's not going to be able to make any decisions. They're really weird. Really weird. Very, very weird. But and 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 look, some of this is like you've had the benefit of having the best, like the most unique, great quarterback of all time, right? Like it wasn't just that you had Brady and that Brady was willing to take less money. Brady could take a brow beating. Brady was only a six round pick, so Brady didn't carry the ego of some other guys, and um and and he was cool with it. And and he also didn't turn the football over for the most part. Right? You had like this dream scenario. 
and now you're like the rest of us, and you draft a quarterback, and the second year is a little bit harder than the first year. And the and the, have you, Byer? You have. Uh, I'll talk about this more on the pod. You've heard my philosophy on three year olds being harder than two year olds, right? No, I don't think so. Okay, so you your your son is how old? He's almost two, right? Just turned eighteen months yesterday. Yeah, he's almost, so he's so. almost two. He's he's creeping up. So are you freaking out about the terrible twos? Um, I it's in the back of our minds for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll freak you out even more. Three is harder than two. And and here's why. Everyone knows the terrible twos are coming. It's a great nickname, terrible twos, right? And and why are kids, they say terrible, why can kids be extra whiny? Because they can talk now. They learn the word no. They learn that they can actually put their feet in the ground and like you either have to pick them up and drag them or they're actually not moving. Right? They learn all these things. They, they, they get a little comeuppance, you know? Two-year-olds can throw some ragers. Also, you know, a lot of times two-year-olds, that's the year in which you're working through big boy underwear, right, or pull-ups and working out of naps, and eventually you work to the big boy, big girl. But there's a lot of things going on when you're two, but three is harder. And the reason three is harder is you have greater expectations of them. Now you're in a big boy, big girl bed. Now you're wearing underwear. Now you go to some sort of preschool, right? Now you can speak clearly, right? Now you don't... You've been walking and running for over a year now, maybe even a year and a half or two years. You're not falling at the same rate. But with more expectations come kind of greater disappointment. Because at the end of the day, they're still only three years old, right? They still fall a lot. They still, they're just learning to be potty trained. They're still going to take a dump in their pants. And the big boy, big girl bed, while it sounds great, like they can get out of that sucker and come into your room at any time. Not like you're locking them in their room. This ain't mommy dearest. Ask anybody who's raised kids. All of us in this room have. You're raising a little, the, the youngest one as of now. In many ways, three is more difficult than two. The same thing is true with, 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 with quarterbacks. Your second year, first year you throw a pick, you're like, he's a rookie quarterback. It happens. You know, he's a little overwhelmed there. You know, it happens a little bit. You know, he's just a rookie. You only give them half the playbook. You don't have great expectations. Just don't lose the game for us. They come back the second year. Now they're a vet. Now they got money, right? They Now they got a stylist. They got a, um, they have an assistant, executive assistant, right? They got all these, they have, they want the full playbook. They want people's respect in the locker room. I've been a starter here a year. Like, this is my team. It's my team now. But they haven't actually played a game where they have to see the whole field. Things are harder. We don't have the same. We don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, hey, he's only a rookie quarterback. Even though as a second-year quarterback, like Mac Jones, like he started maybe 16 games. Like, he doesn't have a crazy amount of experience, but he's played in the playoffs. He's experienced things. So we have ridiculous expectations. That's the same thing. A three-year-old is like a second-year quarterback. We have expectations which are much higher, and so in, in many ways, it's much harder. Anyway, enjoy those next couple years there, uh, <laughs> uh, Dan, 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 Byer, Dan Byer. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Tyrac.com studio. Do it, do do it. Got game time upcoming. Uh, a uh, a quick reminder, okay? Quick reminder: we're broadcasting from the Tyrac.com studios, and of course, uh, in the bonus is the new podcast, Third Hour. So. Uh, once you get to 5 o'clock on the East and 2 o'clock on the West, if you're on the iHeartRadio app, you click over to podcasts, you can listen to the, sh- to, to the, to the show. Um, man, it's good. The Breeders' Cup World Championships are coming to Keeneland this November 5th and 6th. Your score is calling. Watch and wager on 14 championship races with full international fields and even bigger payouts. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2022. Place your bets now at tvg.com. Mark Dominic spends some time with us now. He spent 20 years in NFL front offices and scouting. Former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's got his own podcast in the Athletic. It's, it's great. Ridiculous amount of insight. Um, I'm watching Mark, and I feel like I could be wrong, but like most every other team in the league is snickering at the Patriots because they're like been there before, right? You got a quarterback and he's okay, and then you got another quarterback and he's okay, and you don't really have a quarterback. The Patriots feel just like everybody else searching for their quarterback, or or am I missing something? No, I mean I think they're in a, a, an interesting spot, right? I mean because of the fact that it looks like Bailey Zappi's got a little bit more control of the offense. I know he had couple more turnovers last night and everything like that, but it does feel like he's got more control over the offense and the offense seems to be more productive underneath him. And yet here you are with the first round pick at a quarterback who hasn't played terrible. just hasn't played great. And you go back to last year and you say, well, he played okay, but it wasn't phenomenal. And so they're in that little bit of a, a bind. I think uh, Belichick's doing his classic Belichick, but I think this is going to become a lot tighter race. And I think Zappi's going to end up being the starter for this football team, at least for the short term to see if he can play himself into the holding on to that job. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just because you took Mac Jones in the first, 
And if Zappi becomes the better player, then it is what it is. At least you found the guy. But right now, Mac Jones has been average, and I think that that's allowed Belichick to open this door, and now he's going to open it up a little bit further, in my opinion. Um, are, if Justin Fields was your young quarterback and you're the general manager, is he definitely the answer for the Bears? No, I'm afraid not. And I love Justin. I, I spent a lot of time with him pre-draft, got to know him. He's a, a great young man and, and fun to be around and, and does like football and works at it. I just don't see it from a processing standpoint. I don't think the ball comes out of his hand quick enough. I don't think he can make a quick enough decision, albeit he's a great athlete and he can make things happen with his feet. You know, I, I don't see the arm and, and that translation coming over. So if I'm a Bears fan, although we won last night and we ran the ball effectively, I just I don't think that's the quarterback of the future for the Bears. I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's taken the stride that we saw other quarterbacks who are known to be a little bit more athletic take strides uh, in their game the way that I don't feel like he's doing it. So, uh, it's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Tend to tend to agree with you. And what happens is we see a standalone game and we start to try to convince ourselves, well, maybe they could, like, yeah, no, it's just a – it's just a Thursday night game. Um, all right, let's go around the league. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, I, I guess we got to start with Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Which team struggles surprise you more? I would say the Buccaneers have surprised me more. I thought, you know, being in the South, uh, games where I thought they would, you know, be able to easily win this division and pull away from everybody by three or four games by the time the season's over. The fact that they're just not scoring points is, is mind-boggling to me based off of what this team was at just a year ago. And now that they have you know, Mike Evans back and, and Chris Godwin back, and I know Mike had the tough drop, but this is a team that you know, a year ago after seven weeks, you couldn't – I mean, they scored, I think – I think, let me say it this way, they only scored under 20 points one time last year at this point in the season. You know, this part of the season – what, have they scored over 20 points twice total? And one was 31 and one was exactly 21 points. I mean, uh, it's, it's just not the same offense. It's not clicking the same. They're not running the ball nearly as effectively. And I know that the offensive line has changed on the end here, and I understand that. But they just can't seem to find their rhythm. And to me, that's more shocking. They're not getting home as well. They're not sacking the quarter. I mean, I know they have a lot of sacks, but they're not making the impact sacks where you get that sack fumble where it's, you know, a quick turnover, a quick change of possession. I'm not seeing that as much either. Uh, and I think that's a big piece of this uh, trouble that they're having in Tampa right now. And so I think it's more surprising. I think Green Bay, you know, albeit they put the, the draft picks on the defensive side, um, you know, if you, if, and I think we spoke about it before. I know I spoke about it a lot during the summer. You take Devontae Adams out of an offense, and it's going to change. And I know, you know, wide receivers are quote-unquote interchangeable, not elite, not elite, elite ones. And, and, and to me, Aaron Rodgers continues to try to find who's my Devontae Adams and can't find him, and therefore he's off on his rhythm, and this whole offense is just not on track. No, it's, it's completely off track, out of whack. Is it fixable? Packers. I don't I, see. I don't think. I don't know if Green Bay is to the point where I do. I think they're both postseason teams. Yeah, the quarterbacks are too talented, and the NFC is just not. But I think Minnesota is going to take care of this uh, in terms of the division. Do I think uh, Green Bay is a team you still don't want to play in a postseason or something like that? Sure, but do I think that this feels like a Green Bay team that's going to come back and be eleven and six or or you know twelve and I don't feel that whatsoever. I just don't feel that momentum building with the team. You know, you looked at the game over the weekend and you know they have no run game really to, to build around. I mean, just because they haven't haven't stuck with it. I mean they were in a game where it was still a close game and yet no no desire to run the football whatsoever. And I think that that's the problem with Green Bay right now. So do I think it's fixable? I think it's fixable to the point of that they're still going to be a playoff team, but I don't think it's fixable to get a, to a postseason run. Um, did you did 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 you like what Carolina got in return for Christian McCaffrey? I did, I did. I thought that was good value. You get two, three, and a four. Uh, you know, you get the the higher picks. You know, I felt like it was probably going to be two twos. I didn't know if anybody was going to give up a one or not. But right on that bubble, I I just don't like it from San Francisco's perspective. Um, I, I like it better for Carolina's perspective because here's a guy that has been injured. Uh, does play the running back position, and you're rebuilding, obviously, that franchise. But um, from San Francisco, I'm just confused by it all. I don't feel like they'd have a plan in place, Doug. I mean, I, I look at this team and say, hey, look, we're so, we love Trey Lance so much that Jimmy Garoppolo, you go over on that field and you don't play with our team in the preseason because you're not part of the team. 
and then they suddenly find a way to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, and then Trey Lance starts, and then now they're a team where you know they're hovering around 500, and Jimmy Garoppolo, the guy they couldn't stand, that couldn't be on the field with them, now is the starter. And like, hey, we're good enough to win a Super Bowl. Let's go get Christian McCaffrey. Like, what, what just happened? Like, if we thought Christian, if we thought Jimmy Garoppolo was this all along, why did we go get Trey Lance in the first place, or why did we make this such an uneven battle? So I just don't like the the lack of plan from San Francisco right now. I think they're just kind of winging it as they're going. I love the player Christian McCaffrey. If he stays on the field, he will absolutely help them in the, in, to get to their postseason and see what they can do. But uh, for Carolina, I think that they're in good spot. It's just is Scott Fitterer going to get to make those selections? Uh, we'll see what his plan is with this roster as the rest of the season unfolds. Um, okay, what about the Niners just getting lambasted by the Chiefs? What's your reaction to that outcome? Well, I think Kansas City's that good, and I think people just continue to want to kind of peck away at the Kansas City Chiefs and be like, ah, you know what, it's, it's, it's been too long. They're, they're going to take a step down. They're not as good as a football team. And I was like, the offensive line, this is their second year of that offensive line playing together. That should be better, and it is. And, yes, I understand they took away Tyree Kill, and, and yes, I just talked about how the big impact Devontae Adams is. The difference is they still have other guys that can step up and make plays, and they still have Kelsey. Right, and that just can make a big difference. I know Kelsey didn't have the big game this weekend; still had a big game, uh, but they still had another elite playmaker on that roster, and then surrounding him with that, and then you've got Andy Reid, who's you know a great play caller and designer as, as well. So, I just think that it's it's I think it's more that Kansas City is better than I think people realize, and I do think the San Francisco team, uh, you know, they're still struggling interior with their offensive line. Their guards are playing okay. Banks is playing pretty good. Buford's a rookie who's who's kind of battling through his rookie campaign where he's up and down like that roller coaster. So, you know, there's, I think once they get Christian probably more involved, it will help them. Uh, it's a matter of I just don't feel like the 49ers um, are playing as a team. I think they're playing more individualized right now. I, I tend to agree with you. All right, now um, help me out with the Chargers. Uh, I mean, if you've been watching, even though they were 4-2 and two heading into the weekend, it wasn't a great 4-2, and two, but they were 4-2. and two. Now the Seahawks come in and lay it to them. Um, what, what's going on there? Yeah, I think that this is a team that, as we both know, has been completely banged up. And, again, they can't seem to find a way to get away from this injury bug, and it continues to haunt the Chargers. And I think the best thing that's going on for them is they're hitting their bye week. It's almost the perfect time. Let Justin have a couple weeks now to kind of get himself back into shape. No hits, no no problems. You know, hopefully, you know, Bosa continues to heal up a little bit. Other players, you know, the, I, the one thing I didn't like is they should not have played Keenan Allen in this game. Knowing you're a week away from the bye, it just wasn't worth it to me where you could get you know two and a half more weeks of rest on a hamstring. wasn't worth having him out there, and then he can't finish the game. Uh, I don't love that mindset or that, that, that sh- that's very short-term thinking on this team that I think has a long-term vision of the 2022 season. Uh, but I think they're going to come back out of this other side of the half, hopefully you know, be able to keep this team together on the football field because I think once they do, they'll get in their rhythm. But they're 4-3. I don't think they're in a bad spot. They come back out with Atlanta. Then they go to San Francisco, uh, two very important games for them to show exactly how good they're going to be before they play the Kansas City Chiefs. But I like where the bye is for them, and I think it's a very much-needed bye at the perfect time. No no, no question asked there. They just limp into the bye, and then hopefully the bye kind of recharge them. Mark Dominic's our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio for 20 years scouting, as the, and then he was the GM of the, of the Buccaneers. Now he has the scouting podcast on The Athletic. Kind enough to spend some time with us here. Um, Okay, let's let let's dig in to the Giants and the Jets. Who's more real in terms of end of the season being a playoff team? I think the Giants are. Um, you know, I, I, and I understand that every game's been tight, uh, and, and I like what the Jets are doing. But my goodness, I mean, you just lost your running back and your guard, and I mean, every time it's, I feel like they turn around, something goes wrong for the Jets. And and as good as it's been. Uh, I don't think Zach Wilson's playing as well as Daniel Jones is playing. And that's, I don't think that either one of them are playing at this elite top 10 type of level, but I just feel like Zach Wilson's just playing good enough to get by, but all the other players around Zach are playing and lifting him up a little bit. Uh, I believe more in the Giants because I believe that the Giants have the better schedule to finish out the season. Again, they're playing in that a- the NFC. They've got Houston. They've got Detroit. They've got a couple games against Washington. So I think there's games in there. Now they've got a game against the Colts that maybe is not quite as daunting as it could have been or was at the beginning of the season. Where I look at the Jets and say, okay, well, you know, they've got the Buffalo Bills. They're going to have the Vikings. They've got the, actually the Bills twice. And then down the stretch, they have a Seattle team that's surprising and the Dolphins. So I just think the Jets can find a way to get into that postseason talk. 
Uh, they certainly put themselves in a good position at five and two. But I, I just feel like the, the Giants are more real, and it's because they've been able to stay a little more healthy across the board, and it's Saquon Barkley. And he's been everything for that team. And Daniel Jones was able to use his legs and, and help win the game as well this last weekend. But uh, I just think the Giants are overall more complete team, and they've been able to stay healthier through this stretch so far. Hmm. Okay. Um, if you're Sean Payton, what's the what's the what's the job that could come open that you should most covet? Well, you're always going to you know knowing Coach Payton, um, having been uh, you know spoiled with the like of, of a Drew Brees. Um, I think there's going to be a couple things. I think number one, uh, Carolina's you know probably going to come open. I don't know if Steve Wilkes can keep it up going all the way through. But knowing that you have the, you know, quite frankly, if not the top one, the top two pick, and, and getting able to choose your quarterback would be very intriguing. But I do think a, a Denver team would be interesting based off of, I think, his research with Coach Carroll and understanding why did they make the move with Russell Wilson. And that's what I would be doing if I was Sean Payton right now. I'd be talking. He knows John Schneider very well. They're friends. Uh, I'd talk to those guys privately behind the scenes and say, why did you guys make the move? And there's something I'm missing about Russell that maybe I should be uh, taking more of a, of a look into because it seems like if you can get in there and get the right system going, you should be able to win right away or at least be ultra competitive. So I, I think those are the two spots where you got a chance to pick your young quarterback and go with it, or you get the veteran and Russell Wilson based off the information you pull out of Pete Carroll and John Schneider. That's uh, uh, the, the, the Pete Carroll, the, the John Schneider and Pete Carroll thing. Uh, it's really amazing on how they're taking a bit of a victory lap here. Uh, do you see a fix for Russell Wilson's struggles this season? I don't. I don't understand. You know, it's, it's when I watch it, I, it's very confusing for me to see exactly what's going wrong and why he's missing throws or why he's just not quite the same, why the, the offense isn't open up the way I expected it to. You know, everything across the board has been disappointing. Uh, the only thing that's good for Russell is he hasn't really thrown a lot of interceptions. And then other than that, but he's not throwing any touchdowns either. And as a wide receiver, my thought was better, but maybe I've maybe I was a little too high on like a Jerry Judy uh, that wasn't quite where he was. Cortland Sutton's been okay. Clearly, you know, like KJ Hamler has not returned at all from his injury before. He has not had the impact that I thought he might have. And then pulling and losing the running back is hurt too. But overall, uh, those are excuses. I thought Russell could lift the, the, the this entire team a lot level higher, or at least a full level higher. I did before the season thought the Denver Broncos would be the number two seed in that division. And that's not happening. And I don't know if it's going to happen because I don't know what's going to have to happen there other than, you know, they're going to have to find a way to get the screen game going, to get the shots down the football field, and having Russell show me that he's got more confidence with his legs as much as with his arm. And I know he ran for about 20 yards last week, but uh, you got to find ways to create plays. And right now in that Denver offense, uh, a guy like Nate Hackett, who had unbelievable success with Aaron Rodgers, He's run into a quarterback that's not Aaron Rodgers. And it's, you know, it's not that Russell Wilson's a bad quarterback. He just has a little bit different skill set. And maybe that's just that combination. And that pit point accuracy isn't the same. And that's what's showing up here in Denver right now. It's a very interesting way of, of, of looking at it. Or maybe he's just not as good as he used. I don't know. I don't know. It's, yep. it's, no, it's I crazy. agree, Doug. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Find something that he does well. But I, I feel like they were last game, especially, you know, he started 10 or well, you know, the previous week on Monday Night Football. He started 10 for 10. But those were dink and dunks. And then J.C. Jackson, you know, is in man there. And so they were layup throws when he actually had to make throws. Suddenly he couldn't, which is the opposite of what he always he always used to seem to save those deep ones for late in the game. It's it's it, it's crazy. Mark, thanks so much for your time. Look forward to the next post, pod. You can, of course, download that over at The Athletic. We appreciate you joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Talk to you next week. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Got a cold and rainy outside here in New York City. I don't know where it's like where you are. But that means one thing. Let's play a game. Game time. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Buyer. Buyer. Hey, Doug, the game today is. Rank them. All right, Doug, rank your three worst teams in the NFL. Oh, I love that. It's my favorite thing. Uh, the three worst teams in the NFL. Who st- Sorry. I mean, I, I thought I showered this morning, but that might have been me. I don't know. You know, sometimes we got that age where sometimes it happens and I don't know it happens. Oh, 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 the NFL team that stinks. Oh, sorry, Dan. I thought you were kind of asking personal questions there and making it a point to point out my hygiene issues. Okay. Who stinks? Um, we know the Texans stink, right? Does anybody dispute that? No. no we know the Lions stink. Although they were fun on hard knocks. And then you got the Panthers who just won. And you got the Saints. So I I feel like those are like we're kind of circling around there. Um, the Saints, they beat the Seahawks. They beat the Falcons on the road first game of the season. Uh, Lions not really competitive last 
They have six points combined last two weeks. That after scoring 45 in a loss to your Seahawks. I'm going to say the Lions are worse than the Panthers right now. Um, and, the, and the Lions are worse than the Saints. So, uh, worst team in the NFL, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. Second worst team in the NFL, I'll go with the Detroit Lions. This this could be played almost seemingly every year. And uh, they just beat the Buccaneers at home. Gosh, golly almighty. And they've beaten the Saints. So I'll put the Saints as the third worst team. Oh, wow. Interesting. Their defense has not lived up to the expectations. No, no. Uh, and their offense is, you know, they had injuries at quarterback, but it's been up and down as injuries well. Injuries at wide receiver as well, but yeah, just two and five on the season. All right, Doug, rank your top three teams in college football. Tennessee one. Um, Ohio State two and Georgia three. And you could kind of, you could fiddle with sure. that how you want. Those are the top three. Sure. We'll have a Tennessee-Georgia showdown uh, coming up uh, real yeah. soon as well. Yeah, they'll settle that one. We already settled the Tennessee-Alabama as of now on a field goal. Then we get Tennessee-Georgia. Of course, Ohio State's going to play Penn State this weekend. Then they play Michigan Michigan later on in the year. Then they'll have the Big Ten championship game. So there's going to be challenges to all these teams. Doug, rank the top three players that you want to watch in the World Series. That starts Friday in Houston. Top three players I want to watch? Yeah, yeah. Who's must-see TV in the World Series? Um, okay, I think I know one and two. I'm trying to think who three is. I think I know who three is, but uh, one is going to be... so. Wow. I'll go... Whew, I'll go Altuve three, and, and there's a loaded answer to why Altuve three. Um, then I'll do Verlander two, and I'll do Bryce Harper one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and my, my logic behind Altuve is he's former MVP, but he also, there's all that suspicion of 2017, right? So there's a good, the people that, the people that watch, and I don't think it'll be a well-watched World Series, other people that watch, those are baseball fans. A good portion of them appreciate his, his talent and his ability at whatever size he is to be successful. On the other hand, hate that, it looks like he used a buzzer to find out what pitch was coming in, and then be rooting for him to get struck out. Verlander is a historically great pitcher. He's a huge name. And twice rebuilding his career in Houston, once when he was traded there, and then once here after the surgery last year. Amazing. Uh, and then Bryce Harper, he's been a he's been a household name for years. And he, he is the probably the biggest name and presence and personality in this series. I, I, I thought that Harper was going to be number one. It was more about two and three who yep. I was really interested in because really just for pure baseball sense, Jordan Alvarez could probably yep. could be number two, but the drama two, yep. around El Tuve and uh, even Verlander of, uh, yeah, uh, definitely yep. legit. Okay. D- Doug, rank your three favorite ways to gamble on the NFL. And I gave three options. There's fantasy football. Yep. Uh, there's making picks, whether it be in a picks pool or a survivor, or just betting on games straight up. Well, betting on games straight up is the best. That's number okay. one. All right. Uh, fantasy football is cool. Um, it's definitely cool. It's number two. Uh, number three is um, creative bets with friends. Okay. Creative bets with friends. Especially like long-standing. Hey, every time they play, we got... We got $10. We got $20. Sure. I love that when, especially your friend moves to some other part of the country, like you got a Chargers, Raiders bet, and then your team wins, and then you just open up a little envelope and, in the mail, and it's like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's great. My day is made. My buddies uh, have a standing Iowa-Wisconsin bet sure. when it comes to uh, football and men's basketball. And what, what do they win? Um, I, I, I'm not even sure what they do go back and forth. I just know that my Wisconsin friend yeah. has had the better of it for their uh, recent history. Uh-huh. That's, uh, That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Man, Iowa stinks. They stink. Coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tom Brady says he's not retiring and is committed to returning next season. Do we believe him? Find out next. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.